0: I am little outside my comfort zone. I just want to say that in advance. God is stretching me. And uh, just give me some grace, okay? I am over-prepared probably. And I do want to say in advance that this is participatory. So if you're in the wings, slide on over. You know, as a teacher, um, I asked for volunteers. And you know what happens if you don't volunteer, I call on you. So, <laughs> so it's, it's better, slide in, a little. It, you know, just come on down and uh, let me just open this up. Thanks for being patient with me. Um, I have taught in the classroom um, for many years, but not in the pulpit. So Pastor Jim, thank you for the opportunity. It is an honor and I'm really humbled to be up here, I really am, that you would give us time to share what we did in the class and then get it recorded for posterity. So we're in week three of a prayer initiative, right? We're talking about prayer, and um, I just want to recap really quick. Week one, Jim Shofflet did a great job talking about keys of effective fervent prayer, and used an outline by Larry Lee, and it was a book um, that Larry. Larry wrote, and it was actually probably one of the first books I ever read on prayer, and it was, Could You Not Terry? And it was impactful to me about how to pray, when to pray, and this was probably in the 90s when the prayer movement was just getting started. So if you missed the teaching, you can go online to the church website, scroll down to the orange button. Pop on prayer, and you'll see the recordings and the notes. Week two, Cynthia Shaflett taught on the keys of the kingdom, Strike the Mark. Her resources included Give Him 15 Devotionals by Dutch Sheets and Tim Sheets. James Gall wrote a great book called uh, Strike the Mark, and Strongman's His Name, What's His Game by the Robesons. I'm week three. My prayer topic today is praying the scripture, declarations, and decrees. And so we're just going to pray. Is that okay? Here we go. Father, in the strong name of Jesus, I commit myself, this time, and this subject to you. We're praying that you open the eyes of our understanding, that you'd illuminate your word, your principles, your strategies about prayer, declarations, and decrees that you'd move the heart, and we say yes to your instruction. We say yes to the unction of the Holy Spirit, and we all pray in, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay, I am so glad I am so prepared. <laughs> I have redundancy. So if you don't know me, that is my middle name, and if you see me scrambling, I also wrote some things down. So hang on to your hats, guys. We're, buckle up. Put your seatbelt on. We're going to talk fast. We're going to give you a lot of information. And we want to activate. Everybody say activate. We want to activate you tonight. So there is intentional participation. Will you participate with me? Yeah. At school, it says, if you do, give me a thumbs up. Okay, that is great. So the teachings that I put together for tonight came from my own study. I also used Dutch Cheats' uh, Give Him 15 Devotionals. I've given you a wonderful resource as part of your packet, and it's not everything I use, but I think it's a wonderful opportunity to get jumped into, Um, and that's in your packet there. Declarations for Breakthrough by Gene Hammond and Decrees that Make the Devil Flee by Jennifer LeClaire. Very powerful stuff. So, what's a decree? What's a declaration? Webster's Dictionary says it's a noun and an official order issued by a legal authority, usually having the force of law behind it. You've heard judicial decrees, right? You've heard of royal decrees, even papal decrees, but we're talking about God's decrees tonight. It can also be a verb. And in that verb, it says to command, to demand earnestly, order, mandate, or proclaim. And it's a legal binding. Commandment. Last week, Cynthia talked about binding and loosing and key, the, that keys that hit the mark, right? Keys to the kingdom. And she also spoke about unlocking and opening. That is what our decree is going to be doing today, tonight, and forevermore after this. So decrees, the act of declaring, making an announcement, a statement made party to a legal transaction to make something known formally. So what do decrees do? Well, they declare God's intentions. Intentions over his land, over his people, over a nation. God has specific purposes and plans in mind. Prophecy is an example where he gives his intent for your life. You might not be walking in that prophecy yet, right? Who's ever had a word? And they're saying, oh, no, I don't even see myself there. But... Suddenly, you hear the word, it takes root, and you start walking in that, right? I'm going to be a worship leader, or I'm going to, you know, go evangelize on the street. You might not see yourself there, but that's what God is intending for you. So, it's also intent, right? So, he wants to see the plans come to fruition regardless of current circumstances, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to legislate tonight. Everybody say legislate. Okay. You're, you're, you're here with me. That is so encouraging. <laughs> I just want to say that. Decrees set progress in motion. When Jesus said, peace be still to the storm, all of heaven shifted. It caused a corresponding action on earth. And when we decree God's plans by speaking out of our mouth, everybody say, out of my mouth. Of I have to use my mouth. He sets his plans in motion. Oops. Number Three: A decree is an invisible force. When a decree is made, there 's a shift in the spiritual realm, whether you see the external evidence immediately or not isaiah fifty five eleven says, "So shall the word be that goes forth from my mouth. it shall not return to me void, but it will accomplish what I please." and will prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So stay in faith. Everybody say, stay in faith. faith. I have to decree with faith. Come on, I I have to decree in faith. Otherwise, we're just shifting sand, right? So stay in faith even if you see nothing change. Know that the power of the word, everybody say the power of the word. The power of the spoken word will shift the matter. Okay, so where in Scripture do we see things take place? Why are we using the Word of God? Why are we using Scripture in our prayers? Well, let's look at Matthew 4, 1 through 11. You guys know it. It's a little bit of a long passage, but it's okay to read the Word of God here, right? We're in church. It says, Jesus had been baptized, right? He was baptized in the Jordan River. We know that the Spirit of God rests upon him like a dove, and out of the heavens we hear a voice saying, this is my beloved Son with whom I'm well pleased. And then immediately the Spirit took him into the wilderness. So that's where we're going to pick it up. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward, he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command those stones to become bread. But he answered, get ready. He answered, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up to the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. And he responded, It is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they'll bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. But that's what the devil said. The Lord said, It's written, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And then the devil left, and behold, the angels came to minister. So we have three accounts, right? Three accounts that if you do, then. That's the enemy. Have you ever had the enemy come in and say, well, come on, I'll tempt you a little bit. It looks good. You have to respond immediately. You have to know the Word of God. You have to know the Word of God because the enemy knows the Word of God. But what does he do? He twists and distorts, right? He tries to trip you up. Sorry, Adam and Eve. They got tripped up, right? And so we're living in a fallen world. But, praise be to God, we have the answer. So, as a recap, Jesus confronted Satan with the word of God. Turn the stones into bread. Man does not live by bread alone. Throw yourself off the pinnacle. Don't put the Lord to a test. The devil offered him the kingdoms for worship. Worship the Lord only. These are basic principles, and sometimes we lose sight of it, but it is that simple. If Jesus responds with the word of God, I guess we better, right? Come on, that's a basic principle, right? If Jesus did it, we should do it, right? It's so simple. We sometimes really work it up hard, and we don't need to. Let's keep the, the, the basic things the basics, right? So... I'm going to be moving on. There's um, Proverbs. I want to talk to you about this. Proverbs 18.21 in the Amplified says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it and indulge in it will eat its fruits and bear the consequences of their words. Listen, I don't want death out of my mouth. Do you? No, we want to be life-giving. So we have to guard this, right? Life and death are in in the power of the tongue, right? We have to put them, sometimes we literally have to put a muzzle on our mouth. You know, we all make mistakes, we trip up. But in this teaching, I'm praying that we become a little more conscious of what's coming out here. Because whether you know it or not, words have power. Words are energy and they move matter. That's a scientific fact. There is a Japanese uh, doctor, he did this study on words and water. You're saying, what? His name was Dr. Um, Miramatsu Imoto. You can look it up later. I was gonna put a picture, but this is what he did. He spoke to a substance, and he wanted to see if it would change. So he took water molecules, that's matter, right? It's a substance, and he said, beautiful. What do you think came out? This is an amazing, intricate, Looks like a snowflake design, incredible. Thank you, words of affirmation. A different pattern, gorgeous. He said, this is disgusting. The water molecules crumpled up and it was, it was demolished. I'm like, what? That's incredible. Our words have power. How do we know this? Well, Jesus spoke to the fig tree and it immediately withered up and died. In faith, he says, if you have faith, right, a a faith as a mustard seed, you can speak to the mountain, and it'll be moved and cast into the sea, right? That is, I know it sounds weird, but quantum physics and God align, (laughs) all right? We just have to get back on that page and understand that. So, words have power. So, how do I speak to myself? How do I speak to my family, to my coworkers? My neighbors, my friends, acquaintances and strangers, are we speaking life? Okay, so I can hear, and I just want to say, Pastor Maureen, as I'm doing this, this is what I kept hearing from Pastor Walt. What does the Word say? (laughs) Every time you start opening your mouth to pray, what does the Word say? We want to back it up all the time with that. Not our opinions, not our our impressions, because they mean nothing right we need what does the word say so when we what we decree on earth is established in heaven heavenly transactions are being made cynthia did an incredible teaching that talked about binding and loosening opening closing please get the teaching we have the authority to do that so you will decide or decree a thing and it'll be established for you and the light of god's favor who i need a little favor will shine upon you So some versions use the word declare. We're going to substitute back and forth. Declare, decree, confess is another word, acknowledge. You can use all those words. So Cynthia used this Matthew 18, 18. Surely and most solemnly, I say to you, whatever you bind or forbid or declare to be improper or unlawful on earth has already been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose, permit, declare, lawful on earth shall be already loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two believe on earth agreeing, that's one mind in harmony, about anything that they ask within the will of God, it'll be done for them by my Father in heaven, for where two or three agree in my name, I am there among them. Woohoo! hoo I think we're more than two or three. There's power. There is power right here in this room to shift atmospheres, and to shift realms, and decree, declare, and legislate ungodly to godly. Okay. Isaiah, so this was the other key scripture that I want you to hear before we move on. Isaiah twenty-two twenty-two. the key of the house of David will be laid upon his shoulder, so he shall open and no one shut, and he shall shut and no one will open powerful season that we're in right now of opening and shutting, binding and loosening. You say, well, we've been through this before. No, even in this season now, we have to understand that there is an enemy that prowls around looking to seek and see who he will devour. So be on guard and know the word. Okay. So, I want to go over here. Sorry about this. Yes, I'm praying in tongues because Jane is still a little bit nervous, you know. And uh, there it is. Good. I'm still doing it. Okay. So your decrees are, let's talk about decrees. The word says, Psalm 93:5. your decrees are trustworthy. Holiness always befits your house. We can trust in the Lord. Psalm 119, I started taking scriptures, and I went, oh my gosh, you could do a whole sermon on Psalm 119 about the decree. So if you need to go back to resources, go right there. Every other phrase is about the decree, the law, the statute. It's good. It's holy. It brings reproof. It helps. It administers. It, it comforts. There is so much in that. So go ahead and do that. Here's one that I love, Psalm 10320. "'Bless the Lord, you angels who belong to Him, "'you mighty warriors who carry out His commands, "'who are obedient to the sound of His words. "'Bless the Lord, all you heavenly armies. "'He ministers who does His will.'" Are you, are you aware of this? We decree the word. We literally put the Lord in remembrance of what He has said. And then the Lord of hosts, the captain of angel armies releases the command And the angels go carry it out and do it. I mean, that is like, we don't, you know, he says we can decree a thing and it will be established. Are you with me? It's the angels that are functioning. Cynthia talked about that a little bit. That's a whole nother teaching. But I tell you, even now, I just want to tell you, even right now, angels are listening to carry it up. Cynthia talked about that. We decree it, the angels carry it up, right? Into the throne of God. He... He commands it, and then they are going. Do you realize that? Every, think of it as a, as a highway, right? Come on. Lord, go. <laughs> you know, have, have this take place. Angels pick it up, and they're on assignment. In Revelation, it talks about the bowls of the saints, right? The prayers of the saints filling the bowls. As we make our decrees and declarations, it's the bowls and the, the prayers, filling the bowls, and our worship. I don't know at what point the bowls tip. That's up to him. (laughs) But our job, let's keep filling the bowls. Worship and prayer. Worship and prayer. All right. So, we pray God's Word because it's His will, and His Word is His promises to us. He declares His will, His purpose, His character, His plans for our future, past tense, present, and future. Blows me away. Triune, right? Three. We're in a whole different dimension. We're stable. He's not. I think science tells us there's something like 14 dimensions, but we're only functioning in about five. I would like to know what those other things are, but God is not us. Past, present, future. So that's exciting that we can literally command, decree, declare the future into the present we can We know that there are storehouses of body parts in heaven, right? We can pray, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven well in heaven there 's no sickness there 's no disease there 's no amputees, you know, all of that jazz let 's start pulling it down. We have the authority, He says we can. So here we go. Activation time. Are you ready? This is an easy one. This is an easy one. We're going to put some Scripture up on the board. I'm going to say the Scripture. Your job right now is to say out loud the key part or the characteristic of the Scripture. We'll do the first one together. John 6, 63. Jesus said, now this is about the Word of God. Jesus said, it is Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are? And? Why am I doing this? Because you have to do it out of your mouth. You have to activate your body. If I say it inside, it's not moving anything. It's the spoken word. When God said, let there be light, he had it within, but it did not happen to, until literally the translation is light be. And then it happened, right? So if you're very quiet and inside, come on, I'm, I am asking you to jump up, come alive, be a little bit bolder. Today, today is the day to come out and be bolder. So the Word of God is spirit and life. John 6, 68. But Peter answered him, Lord, whom do we go? You have the words of eternal life. Eternal life. Woo-hoo. Proverbs 4, 20 and 22. My son, pay attention to my words, incline thy ears to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are, I'm sorry, they are life. And to those that find them and... Health. The Word of God is life. We've got that. I think we've hit that mark. It's health to us. Right? It's health to us. There is a story about a missionary that, you know, in a far-off land, no food, just his Bible. What am I going to do? I haven't eaten. The Word became food to him. It's sustenance. So, let's dig in. Are you hungry? Okay. (laughs) So, we are literally— giving. Oh, wait. My son. There, here we go. 3-1. I'm sorry. One more, one more scripture. Proverbs 3-1. My son, do not forget my law, but let your hearts keep my commands for the length of days and long life life and peace. They'll be added to you. I don't know about you. I'd, I'd like a little bit longer life and a lot more peace. All right. So you're literally releasing the life-giving Spirit of God to do exceedingly abundantly above what we could ask think. All right, so let's talk about the word a minute. I'm gonna go fast because time flies, oh my word. So God's word is perfect. It's proven, it's a shield, it's flawless. Isaiah says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it will accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So I wanna talk to you really quick. We have the logos, Pastor Ralph. Logos is the written word, right? We have the Rama or the God-breathed word of life. And then in Hebrew, the word, W-O-R-D, meat is called asa. Asa is the creative power of the Holy Spirit, but it means to do, to accomplish, or to perform. That's what his word says. Isn't that awesome? I mean... Like, the more you dig into the Word, I mean, I started going down a lot of bunny trails. Cynthia, I'm sure you understand that. When you prepare, Diane, right? You go, oh, this is cool. Let me, oops, get back on track. So I I want you to keep that in mind. It does something. It's active. It's sharper than a two-edged sword, right? Okay. So we're going to move on. It doesn't return to me void, but it accomplishes all that it was intended to do. All God's promises are? The Word of God is His will, His thoughts, and His character. Do you know His character? Is to be inspired for profit. Uh, His Word is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction. I'm gonna zip through some of these because you know these basics, right? Um, His will is that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. His Word instructs us on how to behave. Pastor Walt, do right, trust God. (laughs) That's Micah, right? Micah 6. He's shown you, oh man, what to do, and what does the Lord require of you? Do justly, love mercy, walk humbly before the Lord. So we keep moving through, and there are Scripture after Scripture that gives us correction, direction, support. He is faithful. This is 1 Corinthians 10, 13, and I'm going to zip through them. God is faithful. Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth pass away, but my Word will never pass away. Oh, come on, that's good stuff right there. All right, it doesn't pass away. It doesn't return void. God is light and there's no darkness in Him. We're talking about the character of God, the personality of God. Why, if we don't know who He is, how are we gonna pray effectively? We're gonna be praying out of our own soul. We do not want that. So every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights, the Lord is gracious, righteous and compassionate. So I want to jump to Ephesians: 123. Woohoo! I'm doing it. This is good. All right. So in Ephesians, we were talking about spiritual blessings for Christ. It's going to be up on the board in just a minute. This is where I need your help. We're gonna, I'm just gonna read through a part of it. And you say, well, why are you reading that? What does that have to do? We're gonna teach you how to actually create and write your own declarative prayers now. Are you ready? So what you have to do is when I read Ephesians 1 through 14 or so, three through 14, I'll give you a hint. Praise be to God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who was, has blessed, count that. What are we? We're blessed in the, where? heavenly realms. That's number two. With every spiritual blessing. Do you get the idea? You're going to start counting what He says about you. Can you do that for me? We might have a few different numbers, but let's see how well you do. I'll help you a little bit. Praise be to God, our Father, and Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in heavenly realms. In every spiritual blessing, for He chose us before the foundations of the world to be holy, to be blameless in His sight, in His love. He predestined us, He adopted us, sonship through Jesus in accordance with His good pleasure and will, to the praise of His glorious grace, which He has freely given us, for we are the ones He loves. In Him we have redemption through the blood, forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known the mystery according to his good pleasure. He purposed us to be put into effect when the time reaches its full method. I lost track, how many did you get, Pastor Jim? I got 10. 10? Anybody else? 14. 14? Yet yeah, there, if I continued on, there's about 22. 20 to 27 actually, ready? Blessed in heavenly realms, spiritual blessings, chose us before the crown nation. be holy, be blameless, predestined, adoption, sonship. He gloriously lavishes us with grace. Oh, that's a good one. One that He loves, we're redeemed by the blood, we're forgiven from sins. He gives us understanding, wisdom, to know the, the mysteries of Him. There's a message of truth, Salvation, we're marked, we're sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. You say, Well, I'm a little lost here. What am I going to do with that? We are going to take those terms. So, this is how you pray you find a scripture, you find a topic, and you read it, and you di- dissect it, and then you pray it back to God. Are you with me? So, we have a confession. Everybody say a confession. confession. Are you sure? You have a confession in the Word? Okay, here comes Pastor Walt. Thank God for his teaching. You ready? Make a confession of faith. That's what we're going to do in just a minute. Confession comes from a Middle English word or Old French word, which means confessor. In Latin, it means confess us. And it continues. There is a scripture, another word that comes from it. It's called confiteri. It's Latin. And it says, with intense force decree. Wow. Wow. I didn't think confess was like that. Most of the time, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. But no, we're making decrees here with intensity. We want to admit, acknowledge, and disclose truth. We want to say, it's another Greek word, Pastor Ralph, here we go, homologia, say the same thing as. If you've been here for any amount of time, homologia, say the same thing as. What does God say? We're going to decree what he says. And are you ready? In Hebrew, it's called homologia. And it says, whom we profess to be is what it is. So our confessions, we're proclaiming what God says concerning his word. Okay, so I'm taking, if um, the, the camera guys could put that scripture back up, I'm going to read you a declaration from that short scripture. Are you ready? Here we go. Ephesians 1, 3 through 14. Thank you, Abba, for your word that goes forth and it doesn't return empty, but it fulfills your desired purposes and intent. According to Ephesians 1, 3 and 14, I decree and declare over my life, the spiritual blessing that you say I am and I have. I declare that before the foundations of the earth were formed, you predestined my life. You chose me and proclaim that I am holy and blameless in your sight. Because of your great love, I'm adopted. I have sonship through Jesus. I'm the one you love, and you lavish me with glorious grace. I'm redeemed through the blood of Jesus. My sins are forgiven. I know the mystery of your will in Christ because you grant me wisdom and understanding. I am blessed in all heavenly realms and in spiritually blessings through Christ Jesus. I am here for the praise of your glory because I put my hope in you. I'm included in Christ for I have received the message of truth. That's the gospel of salvation. I'm marked. I'm sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit because I believe in Jesus Christ. I have everlasting inheritance in Jesus. I don't know about you, but that's pretty powerful. Are you you with me? How hard was that? It's not. So in your handouts, I gave you, just to take home with you, who I am in Christ. I think this is something that we could paste up on our bathroom mirror, cut it in pieces, put it around the house, and declare it. Because if we know His heart, and then we know our identity, then we can now step into what? Authority. Are are you following me here? Okay, good. Thank you. So I'm sure some of you just said, that is a lot of information. I don't have it. I can't remember it. It's too hard. You're too intense, Jane. Hang on. We're going to go one step backwards. We're going to make a confession, a decree, and a declaration using one verse. 2 Timothy 1.17. You all know it. It's an easy one. God has not given me a spirit of fear but of love, power, and a sound mind. Now, I like the amplified because it stretches it out. He, instead of fear, it says fear and timidity. At the end of sound mind, it says self-discipline and self-control. So right now, three words. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. How do we make a decree out of that? Anybody? Now, if I was in a smaller classroom, this is where I'd start saying, Bill, how do you make a decree out of that? How do you make a prayer? It doesn't have to be long, but how do you take that short scripture and put it into the heavenlies about yourself? How about this one? Fear has no place for me, I'm filled with love. Was that hard? No. I break agreement with fear and declare I have a sound mind full of self-control. I mean, all I did was take Scripture and personalize it. I have the mind of Christ, full of love and power for Jesus. I'm not timid, but confident through Jesus. I bind up fear and anxiety and loose a sound mind that is peaceful, calm, and confident. There's the binding and loosing. Do you see how we did that? Was that difficult? I don't think so. So, you, so where do you get this stuff? Glad you asked. So glad you asked. Are you ready? Show and tell. I started with prayer, prayers that avail much. That was one of the books that I started years ago. I went to a topic and let's say forgiveness. It labels every single scripture and then it does what we just did. It puts it into a sentence, or a phrase, or a paragraph. If you don't know how to pray, get this. Go to the topic, healing, forgiveness, godly wisdom. There's, there's so many choices. And then as you start reading it, you're gonna start getting it into you, and then you can decree it. I don't know about you, I've seen this, have you? Go to the dollar store. I think I got this one for like three bucks. It's Bible Promise Book. And the Bible Promise Book, again, does what? It has topics. Go through the topic. Um, I want to talk about children. I want to pray for children. So we go there, page 18. Page 18. And there it is, about 10 scriptures on how to pray for your children. So it's not like you have to, yes, please start searching the scriptures for yourself. But if you don't know how to start, right there. And my favorite one, I did this with my uh, oldest daughter. I think she got this at uh, the youth down at the bottom in the in the youth uh, room, armed and dangerous. And that is our goal, that you leave here armed and dangerous, crushing the king of, kingdom of darkness with the power of the word. Are you all with me? <laughs> Amen. So, let's see where I am. Oh, okay. We're doing good. I have to go back here now. So we've covered a simple activation. Are you with me? Can you do that? Do you feel confident that you could go home and do this? If not, by the end of the day you will. Okay, so what do we do? We've talked about God's character, His personality, what the Word provides for us. We've talked about, we need to know our identity. And now we talk about our authority. Now, Diane, I won't, I'm just going real small, Diane, because that's her, that's her topic next week. But we speak, we pray from a place of victory. Victory is ours. Come on. We have authority in the word because of the completed work of Christ on the cross. We win. Hello? I think sometimes we forget that. We win. When we pray and make decrees that might not, um, let me go back. Pray, make decrees and declarations based on the word. We're shifting realms. We call, love this. We call those things that be not as though they are. We are called to enforce the victory. Hello, if you thought being a Chris, uh, when you said your salvation prayer and message and okay, everything's going to be hunky-dory, a picnic in the Poconos, Wrong. You were enlisted. Did you know you were enlisted? You were supposed to say, oh, yes, sir. And that's what I'm calling you to attention. Can you say, yes, sir? I'm enlisted. I'm armed and dangerous. I'm going to wreak havoc on the kingdom of darkness. When you wake up and pray, Leanne, know what the devil does? He goes, oh, no, she's here. (laughs) They do because you have power and authority in what you say because you are decreeing the word of God okay so did that did that. i'm sorry I'm, I'm using the computer and everything all right here we go did you know the word of god is a weapon of course you did because in in ephesians it tells us that i want to just say that my sister karen did a three-part series on the armor of god go get it it was outstanding but i'm just going to take a small piece of it are you ready in Ephesians we learned about the armor of God. Ephesians 6:17 Take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. A sword is not a defensive tactic. Our shield is it quenches darts, our helmet is it protects us, right? We have the belt of truth, our feet shod with the gospel, a breastplate of righteousness. That's who we are, our identity. But Roman soldiers, which this is based on, had two swords. The sword of the spirit, which cuts what? Through bone and marrow. It's a double-edged sword. They had a large sword and a small sword, a dagger, okay? But it says it is, it is powerful. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. In Greek, it's rhema. The word, the word means word. It means to utter or speak out. The Word of God is not a weapon until you—say it again. The Word of God is not a weapon until you—you have to speak it. So Hebrews 11 says, By faith we understand that the The worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. That's so powerful. We talked about quantum physics and the Word it's there. It's there. Psalm 138.2, you have magnified your word above all your name. God honors his word above his name. The word of God is unfailing, powerful, stating, and we know that he can't lie. He's not a man, right? He can't lie, so we have to trust it. It's eternal. You have authority. Use it. Are you with me? So, I think the most famous, famous, a popular scripture in the Bible about authority is about the centurion soldier. Yeah? Who knows that? Yeah? He goes, you know, my daughter's sick. Just say the word and she'll be healed. I'm a man under, under authority. I believe what you say is going to happen that's what we're going to do. Use the Word of God as a weapon in every situation. It releases the power, you ready, of Holy Spirit to prevail and accomplish what it was sent to do. Listen, if I just say a word and there's no pneuma, pneuma is the breath of God, right? If there's no ruach underneath it, it's just a word. We want it breathed. So, Pray in your prayer language when you need a little pick-me-up on <laughs> Sunday And you say, "Why? Because it edifies you. It's the perfect prayer to God. And it's direct express. So we have on Sunday nights been having a devotional, and then we pray in tongues. I wrote here, we need to pray more in tongues. I started with a minute. We're doing, I think, about five minutes on Sunday night. But when I go on road trips, and my daughters know, I don't put on music most of the time. <laughs> when I drive to uh, Michaela's college, it was two and a half hours of... Why? Why? Because it builds us up in our most holy faith, Praying in the Spirit helps us to understand and direct the perfect will of God. Speaking in tongues edifies. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the the Spirit. Stir up the gifts of God. So guys, how about we just take a minute and pray in tongues? Because we need to get stirred up. And I don't know about you, I get a little more excited (laughs) and filled with confidence when I pray in the spirit, we're only going to do it for a minute. You ready? Steady? Go. Kisandarada bashe made it a key. Isambara raku sandeata. Me isabara rotonde itanake. Pisondere repe candarada bashi. Mia totondere bekitisia. Mata rakonde amakatase. Rebe condo mesa. Piliander yandara sande itanada base parana kura mekade si andara ba sheya masunde isa parodara kisa hoyanate kisaba penene isa poryo sunda rebe Mekia Sondora base Pilarana mariya sundodara blakiteya Abaso, meke tatandara brase taraki marathi pasunde e sama kura Was that hard? I don't know about you, but I feel a little bit better. I feel full of faith. I'm like standing a little bit taller because I've been empowered by the Holy Spirit. So we're going to do another activation. You ready? Okay, this one you have to stand. Everybody stand up. Come on. I know it's Wednesday, but we need to come alert and awake, take out your handout. Because remember, it's activation, right? We practiced a little bit. We showed you some steps on how you can pray effectively and make decrees. Now we're going to read a decree. And I would read this regularly because just as we built up our faith by praying in the Spirit check this one out. This one I did take and I want to give credit where credit's due from the book Declarations for Breakthrough by Jane Hammond. We're going to say it together. Say it with confidence. Don't mumble. All right? Don't be, uh, no. I am seated. Be confident. And you're going to see something happen. A transaction is going to take place in your spirit. Are you ready? Three, two, one. I am seated in heavenly places through my relationship with Christ Jesus. I do not have a spirit of fear, but I'm flooded with the anointing of love, power, and a sound mind. I am bold and courageous. I am stepping out of my comfort zone. I have power and authority over all demons and can cure diseases. Every place the sole of my foot steps— god has given to me as an ambassador for his kingdom i can do the miraculous miraculous works that jesus did in fact he said i would do even greater things the same spirit that raised christ from the dead lives in me and has the power to quicken my mortal bodies i can heal the sick and even raise the dead The Spirit of the Lord is upon me and has anointed me to preach and proclaim good news to the poor, and proclaim liberty to those who are captive, to give recovery of sight to the blind, and freedom to those who are oppressed. As a matter of fact, signs and wonders are following me." Oh, did I skip? Sorry. I I will proclaim the time of God's favor. Nothing is impossible for me. As a matter of fact, signs and wonders are following me. I speak in new tongues. I move in miracles. I deal with demons, even Satan himself, and nothing can harm me. When I lay my hands on the sick, they are made well instantly. Whatever I bind on earth is bound in heaven. What I forbid is forbidden, and what I allow is allowed. I am part of the ecclesia, therefore the very gates of hell will not prevail against me. I am full of authority and will rule and reign with Christ. To cause his kingdom to come and his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. I decree this in Jesus' name. Woohoo! Give a shout. Come on. Come on. If that doesn't stir you up, read it a few more times. Okay? I, I'm not I'm not joking, man, because this is powerful stuff, and we don't we have not yet put it on. I'm just going to tell you, they say put on Christ. This is putting him on. This is putting and being wrapped in the word. You can have a seat. Thanks. You're good listeners. You're good students. I like that. Woohoo! No, no, I'm just. It's not ours. The Word of God is His plan. We, we, we set up an establishment that His Word has been here before the foundations of the, Word, the earth. John 1, in the beginning there was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, it it's, blows my mind, right? But we know the Word, the living Word, is Jesus, but everything here is His Logos Word. Are you with me? All right? So, what He says is what He wants. It's His will, it's His purpose, it's His plan. I hope that helped. Uh, (laughs) So I'm going to move real quick because we might do one more activation. You okay with that, everybody? Sure. Good. Psalm 119.89, I love it. Forever, O Lord, Your Word is settled in heaven. Come on. It's not sometimes. It's not maybe. It's definitive and it's done. We saw in Scripture the Hebrew word for word is called Asa. It means to create, accomplish, do, or perform. So in Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said it? Will he not do it? Has he spoken? Will it not be fulfilled? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so when you talk about it, will it be done? Will he do it? That's Asa. That's active. Isaiah 55, so my word shall uh, go forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me empty without accomplishing, that's Asa, all that I desire without it succeeding in the matter for which it was sent. Activity. Jeremiah 1, 4 through 12, it's a long passage. You know it as, before I formed you in my mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. Now, this is a prophet talking, not God talking. He goes through it. He says, I can't speak. I'm too young. I'm afraid. Yada, yada. Behold, the Lord says, I have put my words in your mouth. Can you say that? I have put, the Lord has put his words in my mouth. That means we can all prophesy declare and decree and see activity take place behold i have put my words in your mouth see i have set this day over you nations and kingdoms here we go to rout out pull down destroy and throw down to build and to plant hello that's what we do in prayer that's what we do with aggressive fervent, effectual, binding, loosening, opening, closing, declarative, authoritative prayer. Are you all with me? Good. Okay. And I said, see the branch on the almond tree? Then the Lord said to me, you've seen well, for I'm ready to perform my word. Asa, it's active. It does. It accomplishes. It performs. We could continue and continue and continue, but I think you're getting the idea, yes? Yes. All right, so in the Word of God, we had talked about the storm. We talked about the fig tree, yeah? We can talk about raising the dead, doing all the stuff. It's activated by your voice, okay? So if you want to see things shift and change in the spiritual and in the natural, start activating so with just a few moments left because i'm a good teacher and i'm going to end on time As somebody's laughing at me but i am i am going to end on time um i want to give you some direction from your handout could everybody please go to the last page that says homework no i don't want to do homework yes you have to do homework Everybody got it? Basically, we did this. It says, you can write your own decrees. Here's the steps. Write the subject you're seeking the Lord about at the top of your page. This is practical works. I wanted to try and make this practical. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Did we do that? Yeah. So choose your topic. Why? You're going to get revelation when you pray in the Spirit. You're going to get His mind, not your own. Take time to listen to what the Lord says regarding the topic. Listen for his instruction, his convictions, as well as his promises, because we know they are yes and amen. Go to the Word, which is what we did in Ephesians, right? Find seven to ten scriptures to use to write your decree. Use different translations. I found the N-E-T translation, the New English translation, Uh, translation. Never saw it before. I used a lot of it. I was like, that's a good translation. I like it. Use different translations to inspire your writing. Feel free to paraphrase. Write the scripture references at the bottom to remind you that these are not good ideas, but they're the word of God, which has power to heal, save, deliver, and in power. Write the decree in such a way that it is easy for you to read. Read it out loud. Include what God's spoken to you prophetically, Use the scriptures that you found as well. And whatever God gives you a sense of, and take over, break, and bind, whatever that is. Speak the decree loudly. Now, I'm not talking yell, but come on, sometimes we get a little excited. If we can hoop and holler at a football game, a baseball game, a soccer game, could we not just give a little enthusiasm forward for the Lord? And I'm not being mean or argumentative or, no. It's like, come on. I have confidence. Speak with confidence. If you're a quiet person, just step it up two two notches. If you're a loud person, speak with confidence. Don't have to scream. You don't have to yell, but speak with confidence. You may find that God expands your thought process to add to the decrees. Speak with boldness and authority, knowing that God has invited you to boldly come before his throne of grace to obtain mercy, find help in your time of need. Remember, once you decree a thing, it will be established for you. Expect light to shine on your way. Watch for the breakthrough. I don't know about you, but who wants some breakthrough? Come, I, we think we all want some breakthrough, right? So I hope this was helpful. I hope it was practical. Um, I'm so thankful that I didn't, get too nervous here and stutter too much, but I want to thank you. I just want to pray, Father God, in the strong name of Jesus, right here and right now, we are attentive to your ear. We are listening and leaning in, and we thank you that your word is settled in heaven, that you're anointing us, appointing us, and instructing us on how to deliver your word, to shake shatter and destroy dismember disarm and eradicate the works of darkness in our life that when we speak your word stuff shifts in the heavens and on earth and not in 10 years but immediately we are excited enthusiastic that we are seeing your hand move because you want the kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's give, in Jesus' name we pray. Give God a hand clap.